Hi everyone, today is September 10th, 2021, and the time is approximately 6.03 p.m. Eastern Time. I am finally going to share my testimony of how I came to know that Jesus is God, He is my Lord and Savior, and He can be yours as well too. I guess before I get into it, I would just like to pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, that my words are a blessing to somebody who needs to hear this, whether it's you listening right now, whether it's, you know, even for myself, I guess, because who knows, you know, I could listen back on this one day if I'm feeling down, low, confused, anything like that, and sort of gain some encouragement from myself to myself. So, whoever is listening, I pray that this serves you well, and this is not for any honor or glory of my own. This is all thanks to the Most High God. Oh, it's it's been a ride, you guys. So I definitely should have done this recording a long time ago. And just with anything else, you know, life happens. You get distracted. You have hardships. You have great moments. I mean, it is just life. How do we even describe it? When I was younger, I remember listening to this song which I can't really think of the lyrics right now, but just the title of the song was Life is a Perception of Your Own Reality. And that really struck me. Even as a teenager, I was like, whoa, (laughs) that is so true. You know, the way that you perceive things to be definitely depends on your own experiences. Things that I might consider inappropriate or wrong now... (laughs) You know, anything that I would consider to be wrong now is because of my foundation in Christ. Years ago, when I was without him and I didn't know, it would be completely different. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that. And I think because my testimony is super long and it was so personalized and just lengthy like when I really look back and I'm like wow like how did I get here like how did he reveal himself to me I mean there was a lot of stuff you guys but a lot of foreshadowing um my gosh I mean there's just so much stuff so this is a very raw recording And I'm sorry if I stutter, if I might not think of the word in the right moment. I probably should have had this planned. But I want it to be like a regular conversation. You know, how you would talk to a friend that you're catching up with. So, again, I just pray that the Holy Spirit guards my mouth. And that I can truly honor God with this message. To begin... Um, I guess a little bit about myself. If you are listening to this, you probably know me. 
maybe you don't. <laughs> um, but my name is Lupita. And I am 29 years old. I was born in Mexico. I immigrated to the United States when I was about four years old. Thankfully, God was always looking out from such a young age. I mean, it's like he truly knows everything that you're going to go through. So my family was fortunate enough and blessed to be able to come to the United States legally through my dad. Now, as far as my dad and how he obtained his citizenship, I'm still like, I need to ask more questions about that. Um, I do believe at some point there might have been something that was a little off. <laughs> I'm not here to bash my dad, you guys, but I'm just like, look, y'all, I get it. And I work at a legal immigration office right now. So, But thankfully, like for us and my family, like my mom and my two older brothers, we came here with our green cards. I vaguely remember the plane ride, and that was at four years old. It was... I mean, it is such a distant memory. But I do remember that we were sitting at the very back of the plane. I know that because I remember at the very back of the plane is kind of where the bathrooms are. And so even though we were so blessed to be able to have this opportunity, like we also weren't that well off to where, you know, we're in first class or anything like that. But the basic needs were always met for myself and my brothers growing up. My dad provided for our family. My mom got to stay at home with us. And I always look back on that now, very recently, and I'm just like, that is so admirable. Like, that's a traditional family unit, you know? The man provides for his family, and the woman also provides for her family but not outside of the home you know she takes care of the household the kids the cleaning the cooking um I'm sharing all of this now because everything will play a big role in how things unfolded in my life but yeah um came here to the U.S. when I was four um and I don't remember a lot of my life I'll definitely get into that later but basically there's been a lot of substance abuse to where I'm like did that really happen like was that really something that happened in my life um but from what I do remember I I was one of one of those kids who in a way stood out to my teachers I, I do remember just learning so much I really love to learn I still love to learn I mean I think that that's such a great quality for anybody like that desire to learn to gain more knowledge and who I remember being tested for the gifted program I think when I was in kindergarten maybe it was like late kindergarten or early first grade I just know that I was the only first grader in the gifted class with a bunch of second graders. And mind you guys, like, I seriously (laughs) had only been in the U.S. for like a couple years, two or three years. 
but this one teacher I had who I'll never forget oh my gosh oh my gosh she really saw something in me and it was just kind of like I was like a rough diamond and she's just like trying to polish me to be I don't know something great in the world of academia however this is not how my life goes um even though I've always kind of done well in school like I guess right now I don't have like a stellar career or anything to really reflect like everything and um, I'm just like oh my gosh there's so much okay let me get back to it so I have always done pretty well in school right high grades like people not people teachers notice me students um parents of students when they have a lot of like school events and I guess it was kind of difficult for me growing up because my parents had they were absent for some stuff and maybe it wasn't like willingly but it was like dude my dad is like working super hard to provide for his family so it's my mom like at home Uh, my mom doesn't drive it's just my dad like he doesn't have time to go to these things Um, There's also, like, a language barrier at times. And, you know, I think I didn't fully understand as a child all of these circumstances. I might have started to kind of feel like, well, you know, I see all these kids and their parents that are here supporting them. Like, where are my own parents? But... You know, I'm so glad I can look back on everything and fully understand, like, oh, okay, like, this is why. For major things, of course, they were there. Um, But something that was very significant for me, and it wasn't until, like, very recently, and just with my mom, is that my parents would never verbally tell my brothers and I that they loved us, right? It's like we knew for sure that they loved us, or, you know, <laughs> maybe we didn't even know for sure. But it was like, yeah, the love was there when I look back. Um, but that's something that really stuck with me growing up was everybody is like telling each other they love them and they love and love. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like my parents don't do that. Like, what what is all of this about? Anyway, um, I guess I'm kind of... <laughs> going really far back so you can understand where all my trauma is rooted from but so that you know is something that I'm kind of like uh well you know my parents don't strange I never brought it up to them because I think I would probably have been like embarrassed or scared to know like hey maybe they don't and I think in a way I didn't really have the best explanations for a lot of things growing up it was also like a very cultural thing at times because growing up Mexican well being raised in America with the Mexican culture there were so many things that would clash like I believe Mexican culture is more conservative and sometimes almost like rugged around the edges 
a lot of subjects are very taboo. You know, like my parents wouldn't explain to us like sex. Um, I know when I was younger, they didn't like me spending the night at people's parents' houses that were divorced. It was like they had like a really strong stigma against that. And it was just different. They were like very overprotective, but with no explanation as to why. So I think things were fine in elementary school because the girls that I would hang out with, I mean, their their parents, a lot of them were like very successful people. And they were my friends because of these gifted classes that I was in. And it's so strange because I guess when I really look back, most of the people that were in these classes were like pretty well off, you know, when it came to financial wealth. And then there were like a couple other people like me who were kind of like the exception, like this person's just smart, but you know their family is not making six digits over a year not like everybody not like everybody else but like the majority of people and again I don't really think that I fully understood all this but I would kind of look at other people and their situations like other kids and compare myself and I would say that I was embarrassed of the different language Sometimes with my own, like, house, you know? Because these other people had, like, pools, y'all. They had basements. And, oop. Yes, I am driving right now. But I am recording this in a very safe manner. Um, so, again, things that I notice now that I'm, like, I kind of noticed as a child, too. But didn't fully understand. I think things were going fine until middle school. So something that was really significant to me was at the end of sixth grade when I tried out for cheerleading uh, cheerleading, and I didn't make the squad, y'all. And I was just like, no. No, I was like definitely crying. I was like, my God, why? And y'all, mind you, I had, like, no experience in this. It was just, like, all of my friends were doing it. And, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, part of, like, the gifted program is, like, I don't know why. It was just, like, popular to be smart. Like, (laughs) gosh, it was so backwards back then. But, yeah, so um, I'm telling y'all, smart kid back in the day. I got, like, student of the year in sixth grade. And I remember being, like, so shocked. Like, why? Why? Also, I can't remember if that happened before or after the tryouts. Because I'm like, y'all, maybe they had some pity on me. And they're like, give this girl student of the year. So (laughs) she doesn't do something crazy. But, yeah, that was something that was so significant. Was not making the cheerleading squad that year. And I remember the next year was sad, y'all. Y'all, it was, like, my friend's that I had in all these classes, they kind of, like, shunned and rejected me. And I remember just how awful that year was. Like, I remember hanging out with people that I thought I would never hang out with. Almost like the outcast, 
you know, of these classes. And I'm just like, oh, no, like, no, <laughs> this cannot be my life. And they were actually like really nice people. You know, I, I wish them well. I think about them and I'm just like, oh my goodness, God bless them. Because at the end of seventh grade, y'all, I tried again for the squad and I didn't make the football cheerleading squad, which was like the better team. But I still made the basketball cheerleading team. And that was like, okay, this is good. This is good. Because it put me back into that realm of like popularity. (laughs) I seriously cannot believe I'm sharing all of this. But yeah, all of it, all of it will add up to everything one day um, as I'm going on. Anyway, so um, I think it was in seventh grade as well that my brother was already in high school. My older brother, who's not the oldest, but the middle brother out of the three, because I'm the youngest. I have two older brothers. And I think it was that year, y'all. I think it was like in seventh grade because I was already hurt. <laughs> from like the stuff that happened at school um and I think that was the same year I think it was the same year that I found out my dad had been previously married to somebody else and I'm just like wait a minute wait a minute I have just spent several years of my life not being allowed to hang out with these people who have divorced parents and now you guys are telling me that my own father is a product of divorce (laughs) y'all it was such an attack on my trust for my parents so think about it young child um (laughs) trying to survive here in this just like dual culture of like not really knowing their identity and then finding out that I'm not my dad's only daughter. Like, that really hurt. It really did. And my parents, like, when I told them, well, not my dad, but my mom just laughed. She was like, "Ah, (laughs) you've never cared about stuff like that. And I'm just thinking, like, dude, I never cared about stuff like that after the fact because I became so heartless around this time as well. Like, I just didn't, didn't care a lot about stuff. But it's because I felt like, dude, like, who can I trust? These people are liars. Am I even their own kid? Like, am I adopted? Who am I? But yes, so seventh grade was such a pivotal moment in trying to discover who I was. So I don't know if I already mentioned this or not, but yeah. So I made the team and I was kind of like, all right, (laughs) y'all, to my temporary friends. It was fun and it was real, but it wasn't real fun. So back to my old friend group that I went, you know, and it was like life was just back to normal. I was happy or so I thought I was happy, but I had picked up um, drinking. I didn't even say that. It was, yeah, it was like after I found out that my dad had been previously married and just how awful seventh grade was. I don't remember if it was, dude, it was whenever we were in pre-algebra. So 7th or 8th grade? Did we take algebra in 8th grade? 
Yeah, I think pre-algebra was in seventh grade. So I would seriously come home from school and steal my dad's whiskey from the fridge. It was like J&B whiskey, and I'd mix it with like a little bit of cranberry juice. And I just remember doing my homework and like living life and just being like, all right, I guess, you know, I like this. But the first time that I drank was tequila. It was like Cuervo with my brother. And I know that it was like um, one of those school vacations. And I don't even know how he got alcohol. And also it's like, dude, I'm like 12. (laughs) I'm like a little kid. I'm like 12, 13. Um, And mind you, like, I'm not blaming my brother for anything. Of course, like, I had free will. But still, like, yo, we were wild. He was, like, 15, 16. We were over here drinking. I know we were playing, like, GameCube. And I'm just, like, drunk. I'm like, I don't like that guy. Talking about Bowser. And, um, yeah. Oof, y'all, the drinking. The drinking started so early in my life. And, gosh, I'm just like, how did I survive, God? Because still doing pretty well in school, you know? Like, I always think about, like, how my life would have gone academically had I not started drinking alcohol. But it's like, who knows and who cares? That wasn't meant to be the life for me. Like, I actually really like my whole story of how life went. But, yeah. Middle school is over. We go on to high school. Ninth grade. So again, you know, having made the cheerleading squad in middle school, um, it was like in ninth grade, I remember having these other friends who were girls and like, I don't want to be like we were the most popular, but I guess we we weren't like unpopular right and um it was just like the start of like oh I don't even know I don't even know y'all it was it wasn't good I remember drinking (laughs) breaking alcohol to school and um these people would like go to like parties and it was so hard for me to get out of the house and like spend the night at other people's houses because my parents were already like oh okay like she's done with middle school she's like transitioning she's a young woman we're not gonna let her spend the night with people so it was so hard for me to spend the night somewhere else and mind you my parents had a really good reason not to let me because the few times that I was able to get out and go somewhere like alcohol was always involved we were stealing people's parents alcohol um going to like parties with like a couple of older people too people were doing drugs (laughs) they were like smoking weed I'm just like I don't know anything about this like um for me it was always alcohol like the few times that I tried weed in high school it made me so paranoid I hated it I just hated it I felt like crazy um but yeah ninth grade I remember bringing alcohol to school and sharing it with people y'all actually I barely remember like what I brought but the point is that somebody snitched or somebody I don't know what happened people found out right and when I say other people I'm just like 
dude, it was like the school administrators. Um, and I think they found out late on a Friday. And um, around this time, y'all, I've got to mention that like between all of those growing up elementary school, middle school, I would go back to Mexico like every summer, sometimes in December too to visit. It was such a beautiful time. I thank God so much for all those experiences of getting to be with my family, spending time with them. But y'all, ninth grade, I do not know. Like, it was just the circumstances of how everything happened. I felt guilt about this for a while. And like, Lord, seriously, just, I don't know if this was all part of the plan too, but it was like, I did not get caught with the alcohol because God called my grandma back home, like back home, home, you know, like she, she passed away and my grandma was like, she was that one, like she was the one who kept the whole family together. Like, if we're going to hang out, we're going to hang out at grandma's. Like, when we go to Mexico, who are we hang- who are we spending the night with? Who are we staying with? It is grandma. And she was just such a central part of our lives that it was such a loss for the family. But, y'all, I was so disrespectful and so lost that when we went, because it was just an emergency, like, I had to go immediately buy the plane tickets let's go like I did not respect my grandmother enough to be sober for this time like and my mom and dad like knew like this is like kind of like the beginning of them knowing like oh my gosh like our daughter is drunk like I remember just getting drunk and being drunk like on the trip there and had not all of this happened I would have been called to the principal's office like the next Monday morning but y'all because of this it was like I didn't I didn't go and it was the last week before Christmas break so my terrible self terrible like had time to prepare for what was going to happen when I was going to come back to school. Sure enough, you know, everything gets handled in Mexico. I just cannot believe how disrespectful I was, you guys. But it was already like that vice was in me. It was just like I loved that feeling of being drunk. I loved it. I mean, the confidence, the boost that it would give me was just like euphoria and I'm telling you like I was young like 13 14 and I'm drinking like before school I'm drinking during school after home like when no after school when I get home it's just like let's drink and it wasn't even like me drinking with other people I'm just like drinking by myself and just like living my life this was truly a generational curse in my family but yeah, sure enough, you know, everything gets handled with my grandma. It was such a sad time for my mom. Um, I don't even know, like, I, I can just, I can't barely 
can't really remember um, because I was so drunk most of the time that like so many of my memories are just like so blurry but I pray that God forgives me I pray that she forgives me too for just being so absent from the family when they needed me to be there um, but yeah things get handled I go back to school it's January I'm not even in my first class for like the first 30 minutes and they're like what was my name that I went by in school? I don't even know if it was Lapita Serrato or maybe they said Maria. And they're like, can you please report to the principal's office? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Y'all, heart could have like exploded out of my chest. I am terrified. I'm like, oh my gosh. What do I do? What do I do? But you know, like I said, I had time to prepare for my lies and what was going to happen. So my brother, who got me into alcohol, he didn't get me into alcohol. My brother, who I would drink with when I was younger, um, he, like, totally had my back. He was the one, because they were like, we're going to have to talk to your parents. Like, this is what happened. And I just denied everything. I denied all the allegations. Just so you know, if this, no, 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 I don't want to be like, if this ever happens to you. But there was no proof. So I'm just like, yo, like, that was not me. And I remember the principal just saying, if I find out that you did this, it's going to be twice as bad for you. And I'm just like, okay, well, I didn't do it. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm just, like, shaking. Um, They had to have known, you know. (laughs) They had to have known. But they really had no proof, and I was gone, and it had been so long. Um was like a he said she said kind of thing so it's crazy because at this point I don't even know how old my brother is maybe he's like 18 or 19 but he shows up to the school as my representative and he's like no we would never drink my grandfather is an alcoholic and he's almost lost his life to this we would never Y'all, I have no idea how they did not try to contact my parents and get an interpreter. And they they just talked to my brother and he just lied about everything. And I could have gotten sent to an alternative school. Like, this could have been the end of my life, right? I mean, maybe not the end of my life, but it would have been really bad. It could have gone really bad from there. But no, like in some odd way like God was always protecting me even during all of my foolishness um I didn't get to drive in high school like I had a part-time job already in like junior year senior year but I was like skipping school at times and uh, I feel so bad because like my dad really wanted to get me a car like when I had gotten the job but God knew what he was doing and my parents found out that I was skipping school one day so they were just like I'm not gonna get her the car nope 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 I had such a troublesome relationship with them during high school but that's because I loved alcohol like I used to make fun of myself and you know just be like alcohol is my first love now I know that that's completely a lie because I mean we're gonna get to that of course but 
yeah, it, it seriously could have ruined so much of my life. And it did. Like, there was so much that I lost because of it. Um, but God really just, oh my gosh, like, he really loved me. Like, and he loved me then. And, oh. But, yeah, so, I guess that was a little bit of, like, my past trauma. And in high school, I don't really want to get into it. But, y'all, I dated just people that were not of God. And, like, how would I even know what to look for if I didn't know God? Like, I forgot to add (laughs) in the middle of all of this that my family is Roman Catholic, right? And so, like, we would go to church sometimes, and I did, like, my first communion, and, um, I learned the, the creeds and prayers, but, like, nobody ever explained to me what really went down, at the cross, like, what God really did for us, like, it's like, you just get thrown into this, and nobody explains to you anything, you just have to follow all these rules, and the sermons are boring, because you don't know what you're there for, you're just like, dude, I gotta go to church, it's like an hour long, like, let me just get the communion, (laughs) like, um, I guess you would call it the I would I would say comunión, but like um, there's probably a different word for it in English. But you know when you take the bread and the wine or the juice, whatever it could be, y'all. I was just oh my gosh, my life was just. I had no sense of a spiritual life at this time, and it's so sad because I talked to so many people who they don't know either. And they grew up Roman Catholic. And you just see all this idolatry, too, with, like, statues. Um, Like, now that I'm learning about other stuff, I feel like icons are different. But statues and, like, I don't know. It's just, I would not ever suggest Roman Catholicism to anybody. I would make sure they stray away from that. Like, um, just so much stuff that you know, I don't understand, but yeah, before I threw in the Roman Catholic stuff, I think I was saying that I got involved with like a lot of people that were not of God, and it's like, how would I have known, you know, because I didn't know God, but um, I should have known better in some sense, and again, not to like blame my parents, but we didn't talk about a lot of things so I didn't like think of my virginity of anything as a big deal it was just kind of like okay everyone's doing this so let me do this and oh y'all not a good place for a young girl to be but thank god he was always with me so I guess this is probably part one Oh my gosh, it is so long. I'm just like, y'all, please bear with me. Because I'm not going to talk about these people and what I went through. But um, 
I guess I'll sum it up and just be like bad relationships, um, cheating, infidelity on both sides, like um, backstabbing. Oh gosh, harder drugs already in high school, coke and heroin, um, pills, codeine. And seriously, like, despite everything, I still feel like I was making pretty decent grades. I'm really sad about that C I got in team sports because I know I could have done better in team sports. But I was skipping a lot of class, so that's why the guy gave me a C. And, yeah, even in high school, I still played some sports, too. Except when I got a job and then I started really, like, valuing money so much because it's like, dude, nobody had money in high school, but I was just like... I was working like 40 hours a week. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it was minimum wage, but still, like, I had money, like, um, before then, though, like, I had played soccer for a little bit, sucked at soccer, y'all know, y'all know, it was not for me, Uh, volleyball, I did all right, I did all right, but I had a lot of good friends, and I think in ninth grade, I, after all that stuff happened with the people that snitched, it was like the friendships fell apart. Uh, It was like no hard feelings later on, but after then it was kind of like I hung out with a bunch of people, like so many different people. I didn't have just one certain group. I mean, I think I was okay when it come, when it came to likability. Um, but yeah, this is part one of the background 